Welcome to 2024, everyone. Woohoo! Hello, everyone. How are you today? Well, today's episode is called So You Want to Start a Podcast. Now, every time I go on social media, I see people asking questions like, hey, I really want to start a podcast, but I don't really know what to do. You know, I don't know where to begin. I don't know what tools to use. Uh, You know, do I need a microphone? What about sound software? What, you know, and uh, as a result, it sort of seems a good idea to put out as much information and useful knowledge so that if this is something you'd like to do, that it's going to be all there for you, all collected. And, uh, Of course, this is only really one way of going. This is, uh, you know, a selection of tools and ideas that have worked for us and that we use. But for you, it may be that these are exactly what you're looking for. You know, a simplified way to get started and to get going. And then you can start to customize things as you go along your podcasting journey. So what I'm going to start with is some of the software that we use when we go about making our podcast. Some of these are going to be familiar to you and some of these are going to be brand new. And that's great. After I've shared these with you, I'd like to share some other essential ingredients which I believe will be essential to your podcast success and uh, highly useful as you go about recording regularly. And then finally, after that, I'm going to list a couple of alternative tools and softwares you could use that aren't part of our package. So just a few alternatives out there that you might want to pick up or that you're familiar with already. And, uh, you know, that, that might provide a good balance in terms of what might be out there for you to use. So let's get started. First off, the podcasting platform. Now, Lucky and I use Podbean, and as expressed before, you know, we don't get any money or anything for mentioning Podbean. But what I will say is that they've been a good provider for us. They do statistics, they've got a feature where they give you a website, and they've got a lot of useful tools, you know, that make your podcast available on different podcasting platforms. So there's a couple of uh, platforms like Player FM and iHeartRadio and all sorts of other areas where our podcast goes out. And we were able to sort of organize that and establish that from that provider. It's really useful. And the statistics are great because, of you know, we can find out where our listeners are coming from, what part of the world they're in, or what part of Australia, what part of the US. And that's absolutely fantastic because... Then you can look at those places and find out a little bit more about them. And that's, yeah, a really valuable thing for us to know who's listening and where. I'll often use the link for the website in different social media posts. And that's the advantage of having a website for your podcast. So not everyone has one. Uh, I certainly think it's a good idea. It provides a great landing page. And some people actually use the Podbean app to listen to podcasts. And uh, in that sense, 
that all gets tracked on the website. We can actually see uh, how many people are listening in, you know, on which platform. So that that's really good information for us. A second tool that we use is Zoom because Lockie and I like to do our podcast remotely. We've got a lot of responsibilities, so you know, only rarely we would get the opportunity to to meet up in person. So Zoom provides an excellent platform to do video and also to do audio. And one of the advantages is that it will record all of your audio separately. So it records Lockie's uh, audio, it records my audio, it records video, if that's what you want to do. And uh, in that sense, it's quite easy then to lift that audio out and edit it on another platform. Now, there's different packages with Zoom, different subscription levels. Currently, we use the free one. Uh, you can use a paid one if you want. There's some advantages to having a paid model, you know, such as meeting times that are a lot longer. Um, obviously, there's prices attached, uh, you know, to different subscription levels. And uh, in the same way, if you're going to use a podcasting platform like Podbean or others, you know, there's subscription levels for those as well. So it's always worth noting those things because if you have a budget, you need to know what you want to spend, where and how and what for. And as you go on, you'll start to understand what's needed, what's required and uh, what in the end is going to get you there with the best possible product with the budget that you have. Zoom is actually useful for the video component because you're able to then use that video as part of visual media for social media. So you could you could record a performance or a particularly fun part of the interview might be on video, then you could use it for a video snippet somewhere. So it's really useful. I should say some people like to record their entire podcast on video and put it on YouTube. And we do have a YouTube channel. There are some people that seem to do really well with the whole YouTube thing. So that might be a way you'd like to go. In the end, though, uh, I would say that most of the time people are listening with their headphones at work or listening in the car. So on YouTube, you know, you'll get the audience that likes to listen to a podcast in that way. But um, I certainly feel that podcasting is you know best set up for audio in terms of what we're currently doing there would be some interesting times in the future we might be able to use video a little bit more so that's worth thinking about in any event uh, video is good to capture on zoom and you can edit it with other software which i'll go into a bit later now another bit of software that i use is GarageBand. Now, GarageBand is an Apple product, and I'm actually using it to record this right now. <laughs> so GarageBand is useful because it's very, very simple to use. Once you've got your microphone plugged in, it will detect that. You can plug a MIDI instrument in, and it will detect that. So you can even input music and sound into your production after you finish talking, or even beforehand. So that's really useful. And GarageBand has the advantage of, you know, you can do editing, you can cut 
parts out, uh, insert effects, and also choose whether the talking is going to come from the left channel or the right channel, or maybe somewhere in between. Now another tool that is useful to use is iMovie and YouTube. Now I'm going to go into these because they're kind of linked to what was said earlier. Now for me, if I'm creating a video and I have some footage from Zoom, then I would like to run that through iMovie on the Mac because at that point I can you know, edit the clip, I can cut bits out, I can add music. It's very similar to what GarageBand can do, but catered for video. And uh, at that point, I can then upload to YouTube or social media. Uh, and uh, I'll get into the importance of short videos as well in a minute. But I've found iMovie to be very useful. So from a personal level, that's what I use. It's got a number of cool effects, you know, generic effects. Uh, I'd love it if there were some more. <laughs> but they are kind of customizable, and you can use filters. You can insert pictures in pictures. You can do cutaway videos. If you've got a little bit of knowledge on, on uh, video editing, it's very easy to use. Even if you don't have a lot of knowledge, iMovie has the advantage of being very easy to pick up. Now an iPhone. I'm using a lot of Apple products here. <laughs> and uh, that's intentional because... Uh, because I bought one Apple product, I have others, just because it's ease of use, transferring things across, etc. But um, you could substitute that for a Samsung phone or any other type of phone, but one with a voice recorder. So if you're ever in the field, you know, say you're going for a hike and you want to record your thoughts or take some notes, to have a little handheld device is incredibly handy because using a scrap of paper... <laughs> as I have one here, might be preferable sometimes, but you'll also find that having a device on you means you can save your thoughts, you can send them to yourself via email, or save them onto the cloud, and they're all available ready for you. Social media. Now, some people can get by without using social media for their podcast, but... I wouldn't say many people can. It's a very handy tool, as long as you don't really get caught up in it. <laughs> I say that because it's very easy to go, oh, I wonder how this is going or this is going, and then you're constantly checking. Um, it's a bit of a, a trap and can kind of get in the way of your day. So it's good to sort of set aside maybe a set time where you might check how things are going, um, what's some... Um, might be some interesting statistics. I'm always looking out for comments, though. I tend to answer those straight away. But social media has a very good angle at the moment because of the use of short video. Now, in the past, you would have noticed that video is something that you could record and put on your page, and, you know, you'd get a certain number of views, but really only people who are on your page. But now it's all the rage that they have these reels. Or on Twitter, you know, short videos on YouTube, YouTube shorts. Uh, there's very different ones out there. So the key to having a good short video 
is to be able to fit it into a short video concept or reel or YouTube short. So I would tend to steer away most of the time from a plain old video that you'd put on Facebook and then turn it into a reel or a YouTube short. Now, if you're listening to this five years later <laughs> down the line, all of this terminology may change, but there's certainly been a shift towards people having a look at their phone and looking at different videos that are short and catchy and then moving from that to, you know, whatever else they might like to see. So if you watch a podcast reel, you might go, oh, I'd like to check that out. And uh, yeah, that's a really good thing because it gives you a bit of a lead in, a little bit of a interesting surprise that you might want to go into later. So for making reels, there's all sorts of software. But again, I, I tend to defer back to iMovie and create a short snappy reel from footage, from titles, from images that I import in, and some music, and then it's ready to go. And even better, you can put that across all forms of media. You can put it all over the place. You could put it on Twitter, you could put it on YouTube Shorts, you could put it on Instagram and Facebook Reels. The other important thing, though, is to think about your description of your reel and uh, also add some hashtags so that people might go, oh, this one's about Jesus, this one's about the church, this one's about puppetry, this one's about music. And the more specific your tags are, the more it's likely to reach people who might be interested. Now, with all that said, you might also want to consider using some software for writing. So for me, I can use Pages or Microsoft Word, and that's what I might use to create a script. So a script is really a good thing to have because that will sort of tell you, you know, these are the questions we might ask in this order. Here's some spare questions. Uh, here's a description of what I'd like to say. So today my script is on this piece of paper and has a list of things that I'd like to share with you. So a script is important. You can go off the cuff, of course, and many people are confident to do that. And I, I certainly don't have everything written out right here. But... To have something basic is really quite good. Anyway, that said, there's probably if I could end off with a few other bits of software. Um, Ophonic is another I've found handy. And that's a software which gives you a certain number of credits per month. And you can master your podcast there. So once we've actually finished the episode and it's all been edited up, we can run it through Ophonic. It'll put it on an MP3, it will balance it all out, and then it's ready for uploading. So that's really useful. There are also some good websites which you can use for video footage or sound effects, and you can go around and have a look for those. Uh, many people have different preferences. Uh, for me, like as an example, Pexels in video is excellent, and 
I always try and credit the author wherever possible um, of the video, but it's not essential. I just like to do it. So on many of my other videos on my JMac music site, you'll see the credits of the people who provided footage. And it's just a nice thing to do, to thank them. Alright, well with that software part done, here's some other things that I find useful for podcasting. Number one, prayer. Certainly, prayer is so important. Praying before the podcast, praying during the week, praying together, and we also like to pray with the guest as well. So prayer is very important, connecting with the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit, and having that communication about the podcast that's going to happen and that it reaches people. And uh, along with that, Bible reading. It's really great to keep reading your Bible and, and keep looking at what's the Lord saying through these different verses. Sometimes I find a verse actually comes out to me during a podcast episode and I'd like to share it. And uh, that's a really wonderful time when the Holy Spirit prompts you uh, to to share something. And other times, a guest will share something from the Bible and it's really edifying for everyone. So, yeah, certainly Bible reading as well. Next, having a passion for your topic. I find this one really important. If, if you're not interested in doing your podcast, if you're not interested in the topic then you're not going to have a lot of staying power. And that's not an insult or anything nasty or anything, but if it doesn't interest you, then it's going to be hard to show any kind of enthusiasm. So as with any pod podcast topic, you know, it's good to be passionate about it and it's good to be something that gives you energy and, and you know makes you go, hey, I really want to talk about this. You know, what, what can be something I can share? Um, I don't think you necessarily have to be so distinctive that you're different to everyone else. But it certainly helps to come from somewhere that is your own. So this is very much an area Lockie and I love talking about and have talked about for years. So it just sort of comes naturally to us. The next important element is regularity. Now, we're only once a month, and some people go once a week, once every few days, once every two weeks. Uh, you have to really work out what works for you. I've heard some arguments that you're likely to attract more listeners if you're more regular. That may, you know, might be true. However, it's really what you can manage so if you're co-hosting and you've got another host and you can only do once a month, then that's really important that you stick to that because in the end, it's what you can both make and what you can both do. And when you've got jobs and children and responsibilities, it's very hard to create a regular podcast and put the same amount of effort into every single episode. So unless you have lots of time on your hands or it's part of your job, 
it's very difficult to make a very, very regular podcast viable. So we find once a month works for us and then we can concentrate on putting something out that, that you know, we feel is pretty special. Now, another element that can be useful for your podcast and not essential are guests. Now, it's not really about getting the biggest names out there on your show. I mean, if you can get someone who's, you know, the talk of the town for a particular book or whatever, fantastic, great. But I don't believe that's the most important or be-all and end-all. I think it's important to have someone who's an expert. Now, that big guest may well be an expert. Terrific. But there are experts everywhere. You know, there are people who aren't known to many people who are very strong on their topic. And that's fantastic. You know, there are a lot of topics out there that are very challenging unless you're given an introduction. So we try and find guests who are specialists on their topic. And some of them might be names that are quite well known and some of them may be names that aren't that well known. It doesn't really matter to us because they're going to be passionate and interesting and share about their topic in a really positive way. And that's what we're looking for. Another really important element is to collaborate. And uh, having respect. I highly respect Lockie. He highly respects me. You know, we get on. And uh, to be able to have someone who's a great friend and who you're respectful with is so important. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of when you see people who denigrate each other on the show, even if it's like a gentle, you know, kind of friendly ribbing. Eh, I get it. I think, you know, there are people who might be able to get away with that. But as a listener, to be honest, if it's from my own viewpoint, I'm often thinking about that other person going, I wonder if they really appreciated that particular aside. You know, it might be entertaining for some people, sure, and it might be funny, but for me, um, you know, there are sometimes elements to which, you know, constantly hearing something negative is not really great for someone. So we steer away from any of that. We're, we're very much, we build upon what each other says, you know. We might have some disagreements on a topic or see things differently. That's absolutely fine. But we, we certainly don't, <laughs> you know, go at each other about it. We very much have our own views on things and we can share from our own knowledge and our own specialties. And being with Lockie is, as I've mentioned before, is so good because there are many areas he knows about that I don't. That's very, very important. You know, we've each got our own areas that, you know, you could possibly call specialised knowledge. And uh, that specialised knowledge might be found in other areas of society as well. But um, we certainly find it's not always easy to find people in the same room who cover different areas. And that's why I, I think we click together quite well. We have a knowledge of different areas and I'm sure you'll find that among your friends and your family and your contacts as well. Sometimes it's those situations where you know something different and uh, you're both able to 
contribute towards something. I like to think of it as that 1 Corinthians, you know, the body of Christ, you know, has different parts, you know, and that's really important. We're all very different, but though we are unique, we're together, we're in unity in Christ. So important to remember. Last of all, being creative is really important. You know, just have fun with it. It's it's a fun thing to do. <laughs> it should never feel like a chore. It should just feel like fun. It should be easy. If you're a specialist in your topic, you may even find that you don't need a script. You can just chat. You just have a real enormous knowledge of, say, visual art. You can talk about textures and the different kinds, different canvases, the advantages and disadvantages. It could just be also free-flowing. That's wonderful. It's pretty difficult to talk about a topic that you don't know anything about. It's certainly possible, but for us, we sort of feel that, you know, there's a good well of knowledge that we can draw from. Uh, we're, we're rarely without something to say, because something that a guest says usually harkens back to a theatre production we've been involved in or a piece of art we've done collaboratively or things of that nature. I think that pretty much covers both the tools and some essential tips to set you on your way. Uh, There's a lot more that I could say. There's a lot more that I could add. But it's also good to have your own distinctive quality, your own distinctive areas that you share, and using your own tools. So for some people, you know, you might want to do a podcast where you're hiking with your guest. So you have all the sound effects in the background of the trees and the, the birds. That might be your thing. Why not? You know, if you want to do that, great. It's not going to be the thing for everyone, but it might be something that sets you apart. And there's certainly times where I've recovered some, you know, some audio from my phone that I've taken and gone, oh, I might use that. So yeah, don't never be concerned about striking out on your own and doing a particular new method that no one else has done before, because that's what makes your podcast unique. Sure, a phone's recording sound may not be as clear as, like, a computer mic, and Lockie and I both use Blue Yeti mics, but it can sound pretty cool. So I said I'd get to this last bit, which is, what are some other tools that are ones that I would not commonly use, but which are in the repertoire anyway, and which you might like to use yourself? So there's a lot I could mention. Um, I'll start off, perhaps, with video and music. Now, there are a lot of different movie softwares out there. There's Final Cut, there's tablet video editing software, there's all sorts. So, the fact that I use iMovie, I use it for its simplicity and it's very quick. But there are much more advanced uh, pieces of software out there which you could use, which could have all level of different devices that can be put into your video and and colours and filters 
that are very different to iMovie. So if you're a specialist in one of those, then that may well be the way to go if you want to have some video work. In the same way, music, there's many, many different types of music software. I could hardly name how many there are. Uh, in the past, there used to be ones like Reason and Cool Edit, and there's many different ones now. Um, one one I wouldn't mind mentioning is Audacity, purely because it's free. It's an open source software that you can just download, and you have to update it every so often. But it's great for doing edits. You know, you can cut music with it, you can cut sound with it. You could you could use it to record your podcast. And then you could turn your podcast into a WAV file or MP3 file from there. So Audacity is quite useful. You can always Google that name, Audacity, and see if it's one that would fit for you. And it certainly means you don't have to pay for a recording software. Now, websites. As I said before, we've got our own website from Podbean. But you don't necessarily have to have a website. You could just have social media as your website or YouTube. You might have an independent site that you could piggyback off. You know, that's your own individual site. I mean, social media does have its advantages. You don't have to update a separate page. You probably won't at least at this point, show you all the statistics that you might want, which is the advantage of having a website from your provider of your podcast. Lastly, animation. Now, this is an interesting one. There is some animation software you can find on the computer like Pixen or on iPads or tablets where you can make short little animations and graphics that you might want to insert into a video or insert somewhere as a as a GIF file. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of software out there you could use for that. And uh, I haven't used it very often, but sometimes on different websites I have used animation software just to have a little animated character in the corner. It's always a bit of fun. Other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot else that I can share with you to get your podcast started and on your way. So I may end with just some final thoughts. You might get a small number of people listening to your podcast, or you might get, you know, 20,000 or more. In the end, I believe if you're serving the Lord and seeking his direction in his grace and sharing the love of Christ, then I think it's just all about leaving everything else up to the Lord. And I think you'll be touching people's hearts and sharing with them, no matter how many people listen. So because podcasting is really very much a passion pursuit. There there aren't many people who would derive their whole income from podcasting, and we certainly don't derive an income from it. There are some people who might, and so therefore facts and figures are more important for them in regards to that. However, um, for us, it's just about being faithful and sharing 
from a biblical perspective what the topics of the day are, having respect for the Lord's word and being grateful for his grace in Christ, you know, the forgiveness of our sins and the new birth that we have in Christ. So it's really for us a passion and we share and the numbers that we receive is is just icing on the cake. <laughs> so it's wonderful to see people listening and to see the downloads. And we will always strive to go further and further in our reach because we believe that the arts can be a very, very useful way of sharing the gospel. And there are many ways you can share the gospel. But the arts have really come into their own in the last few years. The arts are everywhere. They used to sort of, you know, around the place, you know, you'd go to school and art class was just sort of in the corner, really. But now it's really essential for marketing, graphic design, the way a church communicates. They'll use the arts for logos, for their emails. The arts are really everywhere, and we believe that they can be shared effectively with the gospel at the centre in churches all around the world. And we just love to see theatre performances, movies, visual art, puppeteering, and all those areas that our guests have shared. And in the same way, we really would encourage you as well to think about, is there anything you could share? We know that the Lord gives gifts and talents to everyone. Perhaps there's an area that you'd like to share. It might be the arts, might be something else. Uh, but just because we're speaking specifically on the arts, hopefully this podcast has given some ideas. And uh, there's certainly no reason why you couldn't use the gift of hospitality to help people along to a gospel presentation. So there's just many ways we can use our gifts and talents along the way. But uh, one thing that I would love to end off is just to pray that uh, this knowledge that I've shared with you is useful. And uh, as you prepare your own podcast or think about that topic, maybe it's something you, you'll tuck away for something in a few years' time. Hopefully some of these areas are still going to be very relevant. Some of the software may change, but most of those basic principles and the basis of the software is going to be very similar. It's going to be interesting to see how things develop in the future in regards to what tools are used and how people will communicate through podcasts. You know, maybe we're going to see more leaning towards videos. Maybe we're going to see moving away from videos. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to know. But it's still a medium that a lot of people enjoy. And certainly if you're listening to a, a good Bible-based podcast, it's such a huge encouragement that can really uplift your day. Well, let me pray for you and let me pray for all of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, so much for this time. I thank you for everyone listening today. 
I thank you for all of them. I thank you that you've gifted them all with unique gifts and talents. I thank you, Lord, for the gifts you've given to Lockie and myself. I thank you for our families and friends. I thank you for everyone listening that they have their own unique gifts and skills that they can bring to the table for your glory and your kingdom for the gospel. Father, we just pray that whatever the podcast plans are, you will assist them and guide them by your Holy Spirit to share something wondrous that will be of benefit to all of God's people and will draw people from outside of your people to you so that they become God's people, your people. We say all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Have a fantastic January ahead, and we look forward to seeing you in February again with some brand new material, which we always look forward to sharing. All the very best, God bless, and take care. Ciao! You can download all of our episodes from our website, which is theartofministry.podbean.com and select whatever platform you'd like to listen on. You can also catch us on our Facebook page on social media. See you soon.